Good morning, folks. This is FJB with a with a quick minute. Um, today I want to talk to you guys today about the Super Bowl. Um, I just want to get this out the way real quick. For any of you guys know me, I am not a Patriot fan. I hate Tom Brady. I I well respect Bill Belichick. Um, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, what he's done over the last 20 years will never be uh, duplicated again. I agree. I believe that. Um, also, I am not a fan of the Rams. Uh, this is more on a personal note. Ever since uh, the Super Bowl in 1999, when um, my Tennessee Titans came up the three feet short, I have always had it in for the Rams. I do not feel sorry for the Rams. Um, but I am going to keep it real. Um, this Super Bowl was for me personally. I know I'm in my mid-30s, but when it comes to my football, I'm an old head. Um, this was one of the top five. Top five best Super Bowls I have ever seen. Um, for somebody who used to coach and for somebody who used to have aspiration for coaching as I did, um, unfortunately, I just didn't know anybody that got me in the field or maybe I just wasn't good enough. Uh, like I said, I'm going to keep it real. Um, this was visually... This was probably boring to the average fan or to people who are millennials. Um, technically, I was born in the millennial era, but I am not a millennial. I don't think like a millennial. I don't act like a millennial. Um, no offense to millennials. I'm just not one of y'all. I, I was raised old school, and I tend to act and am old school. Um Also, um, the first person I want to talk about is Bill Belichick. Um, and the reason why I say that is because this episode is really all about them. Uh, the four guys who coached one of the most intriguing Super Bowls ever. Um, this wasn't, even though Tom Brady plays horrible, which... For me is not Hello folks. Um I'm back. I had a quick interlude because I really want to think about what I really want to say about Tom Brady. Um Tom Brady, I believe, is the most phony champion ever in the history of sports. Now I prefer my champions to be more seemingly, you know, he seems like that on the field. He seems like that on TV, but there's something really phony and fake about Tom Brady. And I've watched many sportscasters say that he's, um, fraudulent, uh, 
I don't think fraudulent is the right word to use about Tom Brady. I think when it comes to his genuine personality, I honestly believe he's fake. Um, I mean, if you just look at the friends that he's double-crossed in public over the last 10 years, I mean, you could... The suspected ball boy who was supposed to be his friend threw him under the bus. Um, The president who was supposed to be his friend Throw him under the bus. Whether you believe in Trump or not, that's a whole other story and we're not going there. Um, Wes Welker is the one that um, really touched me personally because I believe Wes Welker is one of the most underrated and greatest receivers we've ever seen at the wide receiver position for a little guy. I, I grew up watching Wayne Corbett, and if y'all don't know Wayne Corbett, man, whew, y'all don't know. But Wes Welker was five Wayne Corbett's in one body. Um, and if it wasn't for his his health, we I think we'd really seriously be talking about him as a Hall of Famer. Um, but to come around back to Tom Brady, I just believe he's fake and phony. Now, where I think Tom Brady is the greatest, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, he's a system quarterback. And I believe that in my heart of hearts. If you put him on Atlanta, he's no better than Matt Ryan. Seriously. There's nothing that the coaches and coordinators can do that would make Tom Brady better at his position without Belichick and Josh McDaniels. And if you look at the numbers, without Josh McDaniels, Tom Brady is just a good-to-great quarterback. He's not this legend that everybody keeps hailing to. Let's. I just want to put it this way. This Super Bowl was by far had nothing to do with Tom Brady. Like, nothing. He threw a pick on the first drive. He fumbled a couple times that they recovered, that New England recovered. He didn't lose any fumbles. I'm not going to add any add anything else onto his... Sorry. I'm not going to add anything else onto his negative legacy. Um, just because... I'm a Tom Brady hater by choice. But where, where I will celebrate Tom Brady is, he's never wanted to be the highest paid quarterback. And that's where I respect Tom Brady above all the other quarterbacks. Uh, Peyton, let's also keep in mind Peyton Manning took pay cuts, but he never took the pay cuts that Tom Brady did. Tom Brady has never been in the top 10 paid quarterbacks in his career. Never. And considering the history and what they've done in that system, he probably deserves more money. But like I said, I can go deeper into Tom Brady a whole nother day. That's exactly where I'm going to leave it. Because I want people to understand and know where I'm coming from when it comes to the Super Bowl while I found it, why it was so great. And the first person I'm going to start with is Bill Belichick. His, com- his um, oh, I hate that word. 
Um, it's so, eh. But anyway, one of the things that Bill Belichick said when he was on the podium that I don't think enough people give him credit for is he said, and I quote from Bill Belichick himself, I'm not stealing any sources from any other writers. This is when they interview what they say. Bill Belichick said, it's all about the players. They play like champions today. No snide remarks to the media. No one-word answers. He's probably the best Statue of Liberty impersonation when he's on the podium after any game. But not this one. I honestly believe in my heart of hearts this game was special. Not because he couldn't do what Tom Brady normally does, which is go out and win the game. It's because... It was special that there has never been another Super Bowl like this. And honestly, looking at the future of the NFL, there may never be another Super Bowl like this ever again, which makes it unique all on its own. Um, The next person I want to talk about who I could not find one interview post-Super Bowl anything with Wade Phillips. I would honestly, Phillip, if you're listening, I would love to sit down with you and have a good five minutes, and I would love to interview you just on your thoughts about what happened in the Super Bowl, where your mind is at now, and I would personally love to congratulate you on a masterful job you did with virtually no good linebackers on your defense. Um, And I know people, the St. Louis Rams fan are going to knock me for that, but you guys traded for an out, uh, outside linebacker slash defensive end from Jacksonville. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Who I never felt was ever that good. Um, Fowler. Dante Fowler. But he did. He As soon as he got to St. Louis, he played better than he hasn't played that good that he did for the Rams since he came out of college. He didn't he did not show any of that for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um but Wade Phillips, I would love to congratulate you on a masterful game plan, your halftime adjustments that did work and did shut down and did shut down the Super Bowl MVP for a majority of the second half that people didn't notice. People didn't realize that you got, uh, I think it was like a hundred and some odd yards in the first half when for some reason, Peters who was on him for more than, if I'm not mistaken, 60% of the first half just seemed to get lost trying to stay around Julian Edelman. When you talk about route runners, man, he showed up and showed out. Um, So again, Wade Phillips, I'd love to congratulate you. Um, Josh McDaniels, <laughs> Josh McDaniels, I cannot say how much I respect you. I have been lobbying for years and years and years that you're the secret weapon behind Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, because if you look at the array of offenses that you have designed For Bill Belichick and the staff that he brings in, you always find a way 
to make offenses successful regardless of the talent on your team as opposed to being one of those coaches that say, this is my system and this is how everything's going to be run. Um, so Colin Cowherd, that's a challenge at you because you sat there and said that the New England Patriots don't have a name to their system. The name to their system is a guy that you keep flaking on, so to speak, and his name is Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels is the system, and his starting quarterback of his system is Tom Brady. What his system is called, it should be called the variety, because no matter how many years he's been there, gone and come back, he always finds a way to create a different offense for the players that come in on that team. And guess what? Don't the Patriots have like eight plus draft picks this coming season? Uh, this coming um, draft season coming up? I know the draft is one of my favorite things. I know one thing. There's going to be at least four or five key free agents that are going to leave for New England. And they're going to draft heavy. And they're always going to make a trade or two because they always seemingly do that. So... Josh McDaniels, again, you are by far, to me, one of the top 10 most underrated coaches of all time. I don't care if you are a position coach. Um, by far. And Andy Reid is on that list with you, but you're above Andy Reid. Um, Josh McDaniels, you said in your... Um, in your interview, uh, we found some things that worked for us. If that wasn't the most full of crap line, you were referencing Tom Brady when you said we found some things that works for us. We know how much and tirelessly you worked and saw exactly what Wade Phillips was doing to your offense. And you said yourself, you did many, many things and you had to give Wade Phillips... You had to give Wade Phillips a nod because you ran so many different plays. You did not one run one identical play the whole game. You ran so many different plays that the Rams just seemingly were there or had a plan for it. I get you. Um, but after four quarters, <laughs> you guys seem to find the right set of plays at the right time. Tom Brady threw a nice pass to Gronk. Um, and then I think it was a play to Burkhead. And then I think he went to Gronk again down inside the five-yard line and then punched it in. You guys didn't run those plays all postseason. Not one of them. You didn't run any one of those four plays all postseason. Even the run play at the goal line. People didn't realize that it wasn't even a pull. It was just a straight-up goal line push. You guys normally don't do that. Um, I, Josh McDaniels, man, you did great in this game. And whether in the next five to seven years, whether if you take over New England or fire yourself on another team coaching, you got a fan here before the Super Bowl, after the Super Bowl, during the Super Bowl. Um, Sean McVay. Dude, I got to give you credit. One, for getting here. Two, I just want to say one thing. You said, I'm numb right now, but I got outcoached. 
I didn't really see you get out coached. Um, you had a particular plan. It just happened not to work. You tried to take Bill Belichick's play calling out of your offensive ability, which I get. If you call the plays at 17 seconds, pushed him in, you figured, okay, Bill Belichick can't call into the middle linebacker, rotate the defense, or, you know, to try and call him off. And there wasn't very many audibles from the defense at all. Like, you didn't see Hightower signal nearly anything the whole game. Like, Ray Lewis, you see him yelling, pointing. Um, you saw Brian Erlacher do it all the time. In the postseason, you used to say Ray Lewis do it all the time. I wish sometimes during the game Ray Lewis would just shut up and play. But we all get <laughs> we all get why Ray Lewis had to do it because he saw certain things, and he was a tactician at middle linebacker that most people don't get about Ray Lewis. But the way you called the game, I understand why you called the game. And honestly, the only thing I think that really beat you really was lack of talent on the outside. If you would have had one more good to great receiver, you had a bunch of okay guys that got you there. Um, I'm not going to knock your talent because on defense, you guys loaded up and your defense showed up and showed out. Um, you took a battered offense through the NFC playoffs and ended up in the Super Bowl. Regardless of how y'all got there, y'all still got there. Now, some people are going to say, well, they didn't show up. The Rams didn't show up. No, the Rams showed up. That defense showed up. That offense showed up. I don't think it was more you got out coach. I just think a few key players got outplayed. Cook got outplayed. He could not get away from Gilmore. Okay, let's just keep that real. Todd Gurley, if he were healthy... This is a completely different football game. Reynolds, he got open a couple of times, but not enough. Honestly, the person who played the poor list was the quarterback, but then this is his third year, and this is the first time he ever seen a defense like this. I mean, think about that. If you look at Tom Brady in his third year, Tom Brady was throwing double-digit interceptions and had you know, five and six fumbles a year. Tom Brady used to turn over the ball a lot. So I'm not taking anything from him. I've never been a big fan of his. Um, But that's your, that's your quarterback and Sean McVay. I don't think you got out coached, but in the fourth quarter. Um, I think you're just being hard on yourself because that's the kind of man you are. I don't think you got out coached as much as you think you did. Um, but all four of these coaches today, to me, this will always be known as the coaches Super Bowl because there was nothing that you could take away from any four of these coaches in this Super Bowl at all, at all, at all. And I don't want to hear one broadcaster, one announcer talk about, well, oh, he got out coached. Oh, the Rams players were horrible. No. This was strategic 
war gaming. This was the best strategic war gaming football plans I had ever seen. There will never be another Super Bowl this close. There will never be another Super Bowl where you're on the edge of your seat. There will never be another Super Bowl where every position was neutrified. No, I'm sorry, neutralized. And you come around to thinking, how in the heck is this going to end? And that was the funny thing. The set, the third quarter started and everybody's like, okay, here come the points. No, the defense has said, no, I am not letting them score. And it wasn't the Patriots. It was the Rams too. The Rams players did not give up. The Patriots players did not give up. Nobody gave up in this game. There should not be one person upset about the Super Bowl except for Rams fans. Rams fans, I get you. Uh, whether if you're real or fake or just spur of the moment, however you want to be. This was one of the greatest coached Super Bowls of... Let me rephrase that. This is the greatest coached Super Bowl of all time. And that's how the memory of this Super Bowl... Wow, did I really just say that? That is how the memory of this Super Bowl should be remembered. As the greatest coached Super Bowl of all time. And that's where I'm going to leave you with. Um, again, I do not like the Rams. Just because of the tag, just because of the sticker on the helmet. And I definitely don't like the Patriots just because of the sticker on the helmet. But this was one of the greatest coached. This was the greatest coached Super Bowl I have ever seen. And honestly, when it plays on NFL Network, I challenge most of you to go back and watch the coaches on the sideline going nuts because that's what that was the most energy put out was the minds of the coaches in this game. <sighs> like I said, I challenge all of you to watch that game again and just watch how great the execution was from the coaching to the players. Everybody was neutralized in this game. Everybody. The score was 13 to 3. Everybody got neutralized in this game. When that happens, it's all about coaching. If a score is 54 to 51, two coaches should be fired. That's the defensive coordinator for the two teams that didn't show up and do their job. Remember, if you're seeing a whole bunch of points on the board, that means only one part of the staff did their job and not the other half of the staff. When you see what happened this weekend, this Super Bowl, and you think that the offense didn't do their job, do you understand that there was only one turnover by both teams? Do you understand the will versus skill that it takes to stop an opponent in football? When all the rules are pushed towards offense, this was the greatest coached Super Bowl of all time. And I hope everybody who hears this understands that. Everybody, it's Monday. It's the day after Super Bowl. I hope you enjoyed the holiday. This episode is going to be posted on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Instagram, anywhere you want to be. Please have a great, beautiful, and wonderful day. 
This is FJB, and I'm out.